0: Hey, welcome to the Intentional Living Center today. Dr. Randy here. I'd love to talk with you a little bit. You can share your stories with us in our comment line at 888 1717 is the number. Got a really fascinating question to, to launch the show today. Uh, a caller from Ohio has a question of how do you, uh, as a Christian, how do you balance this thing of praise? On one hand, you're thankful and grateful. On the other hand, you're just terribly disappointed. You got some great things going on and some really painful things going on. How does a Christian deal with pain and praise at the same time? Pain and praise at the same time. All right, we're going to get to that in just a moment. And again, uh, you're welcome to share your story. We love your stories, your questions uh, when you call triple eight triple eight seventeen seventeen. And information about the upcoming Intentional Love Marriage Date Night also available at our website. Just a reminder: the Intentional Life is uh, that address. Lots of helpful things there for you uh, today. All right, let's get to the calls.
1: Hello, my name is Monica. I am listening to the radio. Oh, Jesus, about disappointment. And I've been on an 11-year journey. My daughter was diagnosed with a congenital heart disease. We have been in this battle for 11 years. And on October 23rd, 2023 at 128, we got the report of a healed heart. She had 5% heart function, and now her heart is just beating and happy and joyful. But here's the thing. On this 11-year-old journey, I'm divorced now. We did not survive the relationship, and financially, I'm shipwrecked. I have so much joy and praise for the healing, but in the process of healing, we are financially indebted, the hospitals, like everything that went through. I just want to ask through spiritual guidance, how do you deal with the praise and the disappointment all at once? We try to stay motivated and we try to keep trudging through with the Lord and our all our faith is in him because I know in the name of Jesus that he provides and he is the healer. But on the other spectrum of that, it is so difficult to be able to keep high hopes. So um, I just need a scripture for this. You know, we stood on a lot of scriptures for our healing, for our financial situation, and God has provided up to this point on a journey. But my question is just, when they happen in both at one time, what do we as the believer
0: mm-hmm. do? Hey, listen, Monica, that is a great question. That's an honest question from Ohio. Um, I was thinking of that passage where, the scripture says, if we're a follower of Christ, um, we're going to have tribulation. Uh, but the good news is, that the verse goes on to say, is he's overcome the world. And then we hear Paul in, in the book of Timothy talking about how the uh, trying of our faith worketh patience, and patience ultimately perseverance. So the, the point is just because we have the banner. Around our neck, I'm a Christian, a follower of Christ, doesn't mean that it's like Superman uh, that we're going to be immune to the realities of life, right? The fact is we, get, we got realities of life. We got divorce, we got cancer, we got illness, we got accidents. These things happen in life, and you know that. And so you're rejoicing with the great healing story. What a great story of what uh, God has done in, in, the, in the life of your family. Um, I guess a verse I would turn you to, a couple of them, is in the, in the book of, of uh, Philippians um, where we see this verse from, uh, again, Paul saying, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say it rejoice. There's something about the positivity of rejoicing, even when we're down. Let your reasonableness, reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is hand. And then in verse 6, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, by here it is, kind of a triple hitter here. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is intentional living. Prayer, supplication with thanksgiving, and request known to God, and let the peace come comes through prayer, comes through facing the reality. I hope that helps, Monica. Plus, a lot of people praying for you here, and that's why we talk to you all every day. Okay, let's go to Darlene, who's on the phone in New Mexico. Hi, Darlene. How are you doing today?
2: Hello. I'm doing all right.
0: All right. What's your question?
2: Thank you for taking my call. I've got a friend that lives with me who has no reason, or I shouldn't say no. Little respect for me or my boundaries. We just don't seem to be able to have any kind of communication.
0: Now, why are they living with you? I'm sorry? Why are you letting them live with you?
2: Well, it's a a situation where they're trying to move out, but they haven't moved out. Uh,
0: What what does trying to move out mean?
2: Well... He's in the process of looking for an apartment, so he says, and waiting for confirmation on one.
0: So this is a person you let... Are you living with this person? Yes. And you don't want to be living with this person?
2: No. Not anymore. He's a relative, so it's... All right, so
0: it's a roommate. It's a roommate relationship. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, uh... What, what is it you want to have happen?
2: Well, I would really like to be able to get along. That's the bottom
0: line. You want to be alone?
2: I, no, along. Get along with him. Oh,
0: you'd like to get along. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and have him stay.
2: Well, I'm ready for him to move out as well. But <laughs> meantime, okay. You,
0: you want to get along, but I, get him out. Yes. <laughs> get along and get out. All right. All right. I hear you. And he knows this yes you know what would you tell a friend who called you on the phone and said i've got a friend a family member living with me we can't get along he's disrespectful all these things what would you say to them darlene well
2: (laughs) as my friends have told me give him a deadline give him a deadline to get out
0: (laughs) and why haven't you Because I feel obligated. I okay, guess, all right. okay. I, I hear you. And I don't want you made the point. I made the point. I think we all got the point. The point is, you love doing the right thing. You want to be the right person in this relationship with this family member. You just want to be able to get along in the process. Um, but a boundary is a boundary and a, and a deadline is a deadline in life. And uh, until you are willing to say this is a deadline or have him set a deadline that you agree to, and hold them accountable, and then, and then if, if it were me, I'm just telling you what I would do. I would say, listen, okay, that's a deadline, 30 days, 40, whatever that is that you agree to. Secondly, that deadline stays there only if you treat me with respect between now and then, which means whatever that means to you. I don't know if it's the words or time or food or whatever it is, but you're, you're welcome to stay here until that point as long as these things happen between now and then. And if they don't, then we're going to have to move that deadline up because frankly, it's just too stressful for me. It's not good for my health, not good for my spirit, not good for our relationship. I love you. I want the best, but these are some things I expect and these expectations are reasonable. Okay. Okay. Meaning
2: (laughs) Meaning it sounds reasonable that I've got to put my foot down a little bit harder.
0: Well, lovingly. Yeah. Is that, are you going to do that? Is that something you feel that you need to do and will do?
2: I am more at that point at this time than ever.
0: Yeah. All right. So this was one more person who's talked to you in that process. And I'm not laughing. I'm laughing along with you and others who are listening saying, Darlene, you know what? You're a caring person. You want the best. And that's fantastic. But I'll tell you what. Um, there are points when in relationships where we got to say, you know, that's just not, that, I just don't expect that. That's just not reasonable. That's not acceptable. And um, I'm happy to have you stay here for the 30 days, 60 days, whatever it is, but um, these things have to happen. All right. God's best to you. That's intentional living, figuring out the next thing and then doing it. All right, Shannon. Hey. How are you? Hello. in In Detroit. Good. How are you? In, good. You're listening yeah. in the Detroit metro area, huh?
3: Yes, I am.
0: Fantastic. How do you like the new station, the 93.1?
3: I really like it. I listen to it every day.
0: That's great. Well, we've been on just for a few months, and uh, we're glad you're listening. How how is it blessing you?
3: Well, it's blessing me because um, it keeps me positive, and um, it helps me pray. That's where I I find where I have a hard time is get dodging into the Bible and really knowing how to kind of get what I need out of it. So I'm learning that right now, and I'm learning meditation through, um, you know, spirituality and those kind of things. I'm very spiritual that way. Um,
0: Interesting. That's good. So you're enjoying the music and what you hear on the air. That's fantastic. How can I help you today?
3: Well, my question is, is I'm not a well person. I'm 45 or 53. I wish I was 45. I'm 53. (laughs) My son's 22. And I'm on disability. I'm a retired nurse. I've been since um, 2011. Um, I'm very disabled, um, but I'm looking at the future. And my mom's 91, and we care for each other, but no one lives forever. And at that time when that comes, not that I'm living off her, but at that time that that comes, we're sharing costs. And so with that, I can't just be a sitting time bomb and wait, until that happens and have nowhere to go so i have to come up with a plan and i want to go back to school and get my masters and teach okay and i'm wondering if that's the route to go i was in class one other time and i'm wondering if that would be the route to go because everybody needs a purpose my mom's my purpose but i need a purpose
0: so right now if i understand it you're 54 you're taking care of your mom you're living with your mom Yes, I and am. You're sharing the expenses, but her health—obviously, she's older in health. And so, what happens when when she um,
3: passes well, away? Passes I'll be away. by myself
0: now. Yeah. Does she have? Are you concerned about the money and the and the resources? Well,
3: or I only make so much. Yes, I
0: only make her? so much. Is she passing on things to you to keep so you can stay there and so on, or what? She's. But we're living
3: together because there, that was the plan originally. Even if I became still a nurse. Uh that she would stay with me at the end. My sister had her first, and then my dad died young, and then now she's with me. Right, but but you're in
0: her house.
3: I'm in her house, correct.
0: But What I'm I'm asking is, does she have an estate plan? Is it clear where you fit in and you're taking care of her and all of those things? She has
3: nothing. She has nothing. That's the problem. She has nothing. She gave everything to her kids prior.
0: So she left you nothing? No. And you're her daughter? Yes. Why didn't, she, why, why didn't she take care, uh, provide for you?
3: Well, she's providing for me now. She's helping me out now. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. So if I, I'm just trying to understand the problem. As I understand the problem is you're concerned, you're investing into her, giving your time to her, and when she passes, here you are, sort of now what?
3: Well, I have to figure out a plan for me. I just can't sit idle like a sitting duck. I got to come up with a game <laughs> plan. I've always been a yeah. planner. Yeah. Well, and yep. I can't just sit there, God has something special for me and I know it. All
0: right. Well, I mean, you figured it out. I mean you you know the issue here, Shannon, is you gotta figure this out. You're fifty four, and if God tarries, you have a long life ahead and you still have some health challenges and those are limitations you gotta be aware of. Uh you're smart. I would put a plan together. Here's what I would do if I were you, I would I would take what's on your heart right now. You said maybe going back to school, getting some training maybe teaching, I would do a little exploration to see, can you do that? Do you have the resources to do it? Do you have uh, the, the pathway to do that? Do you know what that could result in as far as uh, having income for yourself? And if that's a green light for you, I'd step out and do it. I mean, you got to break inertia. Get in there. Take a class. Uh, go talk to the um, counselor at the school. Find out what steps you have to do, what, what plan you have to put together and as far as taking care of your mom, that means you got to bring in some extra help along the way or um, do what you have to do. But you're right, you got to take care of yourself in the process. Just like on an airplane, you got to put the mask on yourself first before you put it on your mother <laughs> or a child. And this, you know, as it says on the, on the uh, warning on the plane, uh, because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not any use to anybody else. So you're wise at 54 to begin the process uh, to take care of yourself. That's what I would do, Shannon. I keep listening to the radio, too. A lot of blessing here, a lot of encouragement. We'll be praying for you. Um, You're smart. You know what you got to do. Now go do it. That's intentional living. Figuring out what pleases Christ and then doing the next right one thing. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ.
1: At the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson, you'll reconnect with your spouse all over again.
0: Our spiritual plane allows us to have these connection points. So the more connection points you can develop in marriage, the better. It says that opposites attract, but similarities and connection points are what bond.
1: Join Dr. Randy for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night to find out how to form a bond with your spouse that will transform your marriage.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Randy Carlson. You'll have a lot of fun, I promise as we learn together the secret to an intimate marriage. Join me for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night as we explore God's intention for your relationship as a couple.
1: Time is running out. Get your tickets today for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Saturday, March 2nd at 7 p.m. at the Auburn Hills Christian Center. For tickets, go to TheIntentionalLife.com right now. That's TheIntentionalLife.com.
0: You know, one one week from tonight in East Lansing, sold out a couple of weeks ago. That's why you didn't hear it mentioned there. We're already sold out. Looking forward to that uh, for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. And then Saturday night, you heard uh, Auburn Hills mentioned in the Metro Detroit area. Uh, and the last report I had was that we literally only had a handful of, of tickets left. So you'll have to check and see. What's going on? Go to the website at theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. Click on events and all the information will be there for you. Uh, Just something before we get back to calls, I want to mention about uh, Darlene and, and she's just so honest. Here she is, 54, taking care of mom. God bless you. That's great. But at the same time saying, hey, when mom is gone, there's nothing here. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, you know, what do I do at this stage? The best thing you can do for your mom is to make sure you're taking care of yourself in the process. Now, if that were my son or daughter, I'd want to make sure that they're taking care of themselves as well. Because you know what? We can, we can uh, only burn the wick at both ends of that candle, as they say, for so long until eventually it uh, catches up with us. And so if God's leading you to get some training, and you feel that you can do that uh, to be able to start teaching, take those baby steps one of the things we focus on here at Intentional Living is breaking inertia. Inertia is continuing to do the same thing day in and day out and assuming different results, and that just doesn't happen. And so taking that step can make a difference in your life. All right, uh, let's um, get back to our calls as you can join your comments at 17 1717 Go ahead. Hi,
4: Dr. Randy, this is Mavi. I was just calling because I wanted to ask a question. I am married, and we are a blended family. My husband has two kids, a 15-year-old and an 11-year-old, soon to be 12. When two parents don't agree on raising their kids, going to church and giving their life to God is what we're trying to do. But the mother, she's just letting them live the life how they want to live and do the things that they want to do. What can we do? How can we work together? We try talking to her. Communication's not working. She's just not wanting to listen to anything that we have to say and things that everything that the kids are doing, it's okay when it's not, especially because of their ages. They're doing inappropriate things that they shouldn't be doing. The 11-year-old has a boyfriend and is just doing things that an 11-year-old shouldn't be doing. And... I just don't know how to work,
0: what to do. Well, listen, thank you, uh, Mavi, for the call. If that's true, that mom is being totally irresponsible and you're all going to pay for it. And that's part of the problem. Many times in blended families is you are like one half of that equation. And there's other input coming into the child's life that, frankly, you have limited uh, influence over. And I was thinking about this in terms of almost like a disability. You You can have a disability in a relationship. I, really, I think you can. And it's not something that you can fix. But what do you do when you have a disability? You adjust. You trust God. Um, you make other arrangements. You accommodate. You do what you got to do to be able to experience the best health as you possibly can. And so in, you're blessed. If you and your husband are on the same page, you want to do this right for the kids and uh, the... The mom, in this case, is not cooperating because of the disagreement on faith. What do you do? You continue to try. Here's the things you do. You try to maintain a good relationship with that that woman. Okay? You don't anger her. Husband needs to take the lead, not you. That's his responsibility. He should be trying to maintain a relationship with her and try to co-parent, as it were, to talk about what one thing can we do together that we all agree on in the best interest of our kids. Without criticizing her, with just saying, what is it we want to accomplish? Where are we headed? What's most important? How can we get there? How can you be a part of it? How can I be a part of it? And if that's possible for them to have that kind of conversation, that's ideal. If it's not, then you uh, punt. And the punt means you sit down together and you and your husband say, okay, in this home, these are the steps we're taking because we have this disability in this relationship here. Um, this handicap in this relationship, these are the things we're going to do to be very intentional in the relationship with that child. Proactive in teaching, loving, holding accountable. This is the way it is in our home, and this is why it's important. And pray like crazy, two prayers, a hedge of protection and a hedge of thorns. Protection for your child and thorns that they find no pleasure in their behavior, uh, which is contrary to God's intention for their life. I made that sound pretty simple, didn't I? I really did, because I know you're in the trench, and listen, been there, walked with people through it, we're on a journey together, but if you can keep those things sort of a posted note in front of me, these are the guiding principles that I need to follow, and then from day to day to apply them to the realities of your life, it'll make the single biggest difference. I really believe that. All right. Let's uh, move on to our next call from, uh, from Kansas.
5: Hi, uh, my name is Benna. I'm calling from Kansas. My husband and I have been married for 28 years. And when you're talking about expectations, when we were first married, we were both on the same page as far as our faith in God and somewhere through the years my husband has decided that um god is the reason for all his problems so obviously his expectations from god have not been met and my expectations of still being a couple that faithful in God have been disappointed as well. I guess I'm asking, how do I approach this? Because if I mention God in any kind of conversation, his hackles go up and that's the end of that. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, Ben, listen, um, you know, you, you just said it, expectations, and our formula is whenever, whenever that's not met by reality, it always creates disappointment. That's the formula we talk about at Intentional Living. And there's only two things you can change in that formula, expectation or reality. And so if you can't change whatever the reality is, then you're going to have to adjust your expectations. That makes sense? Otherwise, you're going to be in a constant state in this, uh, what I might call this swirling uh, feeling of disappointment constantly. He's not what I thought. Our marriage isn't what I wanted. He's not measuring up. Uh, And you can live in this swirl. And if you can't change that reality, if God doesn't get a hold of his heart, if he doesn't change his direction, his heart, his attitude, you can't change it. Then the only thing you can do is change your own to say, this is the man you've given me, God, and I'm going to love him. And I'm going to not be the person that keeps poking him in the side with all of these things that just set him off about you. I would pray for him without poking him. Now, there's a title for something. Pray for him without poking him. And what does that mean? You live your life. You rise above it. You do the things in your life that bring you joy and pleasure. You stay in God's Word. You build friendship. You love that man. You find one thing in common with him. If it's riding motorcycles, going for a walk, going to a sports game, whatever it is, you find one thing that you guys have in common, and I would stop poking him about God. And I'd let God do the poking because he's better at it than you are. He's got ways of poking us big time. He can wake us up physically, relationally, emotionally, financially. There's things that sometimes God has to do that we never would ask For our worst enemy to happen. But they can sometimes happen to bring us to an awareness of God's intentional love for us. He's done that throughout. uh, We see that in scripture as well. Um, Again, I've laid out these principles. I know you're in the trench with it. So, Ben, I would just encourage you to keep those principles in front of you. Don't poke them. Pray for them. And then take care of your own life. Really really rise above it as much as you can. Because I'll tell you what. The three-foot rule, I'm more convinced than ever, this little three-foot rule I teach works, which means I got about control of about three foot, about as far as my arms are stretched right now. The words I say, the things that I do, that's about all I have control over. I don't have control over Joel, who's over there on the other side of the glass, or Stephen. I mean, Steven's my my senior producer, and I, I have trouble controlling him. I mean, <laughs> and that's just the way it is in life, right? And so coming to terms with the fact that Sometimes we literally have to say, God, this is your person, this is your man, this is your creation, and I'm done poking. You do the poking. All right, we're out of time for today. I just, again, want to say thanks to those of you who have been so faithful in supporting the ministry uh, and allowing us to be here. I didn't get a chance to mention, since we're right here at the end of the month, right at the end of the month, just a few days left, Uh, That the new members that are joining us this month Becoming a part of this journey With your monthly support We're sending you uh, Gary Chapman's best-selling book The Five Love Languages And we're giving you access uh, To the exclusive platform With all of our teaching uh, Of the last number of years From the Intentional Living Center Plus all the new things going up there The latest of which was my interview with Dr. Chapman That's gone up online as well uh, so join us. You can call during West Coast Business Hours, 888 1717 press number 2. Or you can go to theintentionallife.com uh, and press on the donate. And again, checking out the conference coming to Auburn Hills, Michigan next weekend, go to theintentionallife.com. Thanks to everybody. Thanks for those of you joining us on on uh, Facebook as well. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.